You're listening to the Bible Nerd Podcast, a weekly show where we're exploring the world of the Bible, helping you fall more in love with Jesus, and building a thoughtful defense for the Christian worldview. I'm your host, Steve Schramm. Welcome to the show. Well, good morning. I'm excited to be back with you again here on another episode of the Bible Nerd Podcast. I certainly hope this finds you doing well this week, and uh, I'm excited to dive into a a topic with you here for just a few moments and uh, talk about some ways that you can... um, Use your love of the Bible and your uh, your uh, interest in Bible nerdery to become just a, a better, um, a more sanctified person, right? Somebody who is uh, living for Christ uh, in the world in a way that is meaningful and making a real difference uh, to the people around you that you have been uh, called to serve. So. I hope I can be a little bit of a help uh, to you with that today and uh, specifically with this subject matter that we're going to be discussing because I do think it has uh, important implications for exactly that kind of thing. So if you read the title of the podcast episode, it's titled, Be Kind, No, Like, Actually. Okay, and uh, so what I'm doing here is I'm I'm trading on a couple different uh, bits of background information. Okay, a lot of times you see these signs and you see T-shirts and you see just uh, lots of memorabilia, so to speak, uh, or uh, paraphernalia um, around this concept of of be kind, be kind. And one of the people who probably most prominently in our culture anyway has made this a uh, important kind of uh, you know cultural mantra is Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres, uh, the talk show host, and she's a game show host and all of this stuff. And, and quite frankly, um, you know, most of you probably know she's an outspoken. Um, um, lesbian and has uh, a you know a wife of, of her own and um, she's very uh, you know outspoken for this whole be kind thing about uh, being kind even to people who disagree with you and people who are uh, different from you and things of that nature and um, and frankly I mean I think she's hilarious I mean I you know I I am you know, I, I think she's she's funny. She's a good comedian, right? Um, but uh, unfortunately, she is also demonstrated to be kind of well inconsistent, right? Because she she lives by this mantra, right, so to speak, of, of be kind. Right? She closes out like all of her all of her monologues and all of her shows and all of this stuff with this phrase, uh, apparently. Uh, about being kind. And then just recently, it's come out uh, in a report by some people who have had the. Um, uh, displeasure of working for her, uh, it's come out that she um, is actually not so kind uh, to those who she is closest with and, and, and works with and things like that. It's just some really scandalous stuff has has come out with that. And, um, anyway, there are people who, uh, who have stepped up to her defense. There are people who have um, uh, a, a agreed with and confirmed the reports uh, of the way that she treats people. And, you know, it's not about that. That the I'm I'm using this as a kind of a springboard, uh, okay, to make a greater point here, all right? The point is, all right, what we want to do is actually be kind as as kindness is uh, is defined by the Bible or as the example is given by the Bible. And uh, I, I find this interesting 
that a lot of times you see concepts like this, like this be kind thing, that what they'll do is is they become, again, culturally important because of some particular celebrity or whatever who has decided to make it uh, popular at any given time. And then you start to see all the paraphernalia coming out, right? You see the signs and you see the t-shirts and you see... Um, the uh, just all these different things that that people show up with and people can now go by that have these phrases written on them and you know merchandisers you know make make a good a good bit of money off these things for a few days and then other concepts go away. What's really interesting is is I find that these concepts are usually uh, looted from the Bible. Okay, they're looted from the Bible. So what we're going to do is call this looting from the Bible. Okay, this is what they're doing. They're looting from the Bible. What they're doing is they're taking a, a biblically foundational concept that has a, uh, it has a context, excuse me, it has a context, it has a certain kind of meaning, it has important and significant meaning in significant kind of ways, depending on how it is used. And and then what happens is that this concept gets stolen and applied um, in a way that uh, is robbed of its foundation. It's it's robbed of the reason uh, that it, it is so effective. Okay, and so we see this in multiple different uh, kind of things. For example, love. Let's just use an analogy. Okay, love is one of these things. Uh, a very common cultural idea is that love equals um, the acceptance and the um, the condoning of all of one's decisions and actions. Okay, now, now, people are not carefully thinking about it and spelling it out in that way, but it, it's very obvious by when people call Christians unloving or when people um, make statements in certain family situations like, oh, you're being unloving toward me. What they really are saying so many times is, you're not affirming my decision and I am not okay with that. Right, that's actually what's going on. So I actually wrote a blog post um, about that recently. Well, actually, I didn't write the blog post recently, but I wrote another one where I linked to that recently, um, talking about that as well, where there's a difference. You can actually find it in the sidebar of my website. If you go to stevesharam.com uh, and look at any article, you can find this one in the sidebar. But it talks about this. It talks about uh, how to love someone without condoning their actions. If we just search something like that into a search engine, you can find it there as well. Okay, how to love someone without condoning their actions. So this idea of love, biblical love would say, no, we love you unconditionally, but we don't agree with this practice because this practice is harmful to you based on the way that the world has been structured. Reality has been created and structured to be a certain way by God. And when you do this particular thing, you are going against God's design for nature and that is not going to work out well for you. Okay. So we cannot affirm your choice because we love you, right? That's biblical love. There's, there is the, uh, there is the difference, and the same kind of thing applies in the situation of kindness. Okay, um, kindness is not to be um, complicit with the actions of other people around who disagree. Okay, kindness involves um, actually treating other people as though they are significant 
and is if they matter. Okay. Now, to to the defense um, of Ellen uh, DeGeneres, I'm actually pretty sure um, there have been some public statements that she has made to this effect, which um, you know acknowledge the fact that um, there are people who with whom she disagrees with and whatever, and that she chooses to get along with those people anyway. And so that's fine. Again, I only wanted to use the Ellen example um, uh, to to get across the point that this is a person who um, who who teaches you know th- this mantra and um, is inconsistent with it and it's possible for anybody to be inconsistent with it um, including Christians but to me it's just that much more interesting when you see um, where the foundation of that of that comes from um, it's no surprising to me that we have difficulty living up to the foundation for kindness because that foundation for kindness is the person of Jesus Christ. He was the perfect human. He was the demonstration of kindness. So none of us can live up to that. Ellen DeGeneres, Steve Schramm, um, Donald Trump, you, whoever you are, right? Like None of us can, can, can live up to that, but we have to go back to God's word and see, okay, well, what is the foundation for this? Why are we striving to be this way? Is this just some arbitrary kind of thing? Or um, is there actual biblical foundation for this? And what do we do with that? How do we how do we understand that? And so there is biblical foundation uh, for this. And I actually, uh, I love uh, this verse, Luke 6, 35. Okay, this is Jesus teaching, of course. And so here's what he says, um, but love your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Now listen to that. He is kind to the unthankful and to the evil. Okay, so what does what does that mean okay this is this is unconditional kindness that's what this is unconditional kindness so um i know a lot of people get nervous right when we start to to um look at cultural concepts that unfortunately have been looted from the bible and often ripped out of their uh, original context and then we get nervous even saying these things. Uh, for example, um, many Christians get very nervous using anything related to the rainbow because of how it has been kind of commandeered and um, used to um, uh, portray and promote homosexuality in the world at large today and particularly uh, in the United States. And it's kind of like, well, uh, you know, now what? We can't use the rainbow? Like, you know, the rainbow uh, promise, you know, given to uh, Noah in the Bible is a pretty significant thing. And it's it's a significant um, token of this relationship, of this covenant between God and, and man. And it's like, well, we want to be able to use that. Um, right? Kindness, love, these are all things that, that we needn't... Um, we needn't stray away from. And I think it's interesting. I think what has happened is in our fear, in uh, the church in general, in our fear to seem as though we're conforming to a worldly idea, we have let the world run away with biblical ideas. And so now they're completely stripped from their value. And, and we even, in the 
for in the case of love and kindness, for example, now sometimes we even come across or we appear as being unloving or unkind because they have taken those concept, um, concepts and ripped them out of their context, given them new meaning. And when we don't agree with what their meaning is, um, that's where you see these problems uh, come in. So what I want to implore uh, you to, to think about is is not getting hung up in your mind, okay, about how these concepts have been looted from the Bible and stolen and used for other things, okay? The point is, I read the verse as clear as day, okay? Um, he is kind, the children of the highest, right? We're going to be the children of the highest, and who's the highest? The highest is Yahweh, the highest is God, and he is kind to the unthankful and to the evil, right? That's what the verse says. He's kind to the unthankful and the evil. So what do we need to be? Well, we need to be actually kind, biblically kind to the unthankful and to the evil. And you see, what's beautiful about that is we have a foundation for that, right? We can say that. We, we can be that way. We can actually be kind to the unthankful and to the evil. That means be kind, by the way, to people who disagree with you. That means you're being kind to people who do not embrace biblical values. We're being kind. We're sharing the gospel. We're doing it in love, but we're speaking truth, right? And that is the biblical definition of kindness. If we show true kindness, that will make a much deeper and much more lasting impression than any um, machination that the world could possibly contrive. So that is my um, my encouragement for you today. Well, thank you for being a listener to the Bible Nerd Podcast. Again, I appreciate your listenership, and I uh, would just pray that you get something out of this that helps you today and each and every week that we're able to do this. And um, if you would, if you find the podcast helpful, share it with somebody else. There's absolutely nothing that makes my day more than seeing uh, podcast downloads go up uh, every single day and every single week just because it's... um. This is really something that over the years I've put a lot of time into, and I care a lot about it, and I, I want to see uh, more people become Bible nerds, more people fall in love with the Bible. So that is something that is super exciting for me, and I hope it's something that's super exciting for you as well. Hey, one of the things I want to leave you with here is if you are someone who is um, you know, really looking to share your faith with others, you understand the Great Commission, you're like, yeah, I want to go out and I want to do this, but but you're an introvert, right? You're fearful, you're worried. Um, you know, you, you get worried about witnessing and trying to share your faith with others. And some people might think it's weird or whatever. And like, you know, it's okay to admit that. I, I totally get it. Um, and my personal opinion is that a lot of times uh, evangelism training really misses the mark on, on what evangelism uh is and and could be and should be and even uh, the nature of the Great Commission itself. So I wrote a book that will help you with that. And right now you can actually get a free copy of that book. All you have to do is pay a small fee for shipping and handling. And I want to get the book into your hands. So you can get that by going to www.steveshram.com slash G-G-Y. That's all you have to do. Go to steveshram.com slash G-G-Y. You can sign up there to get your free book and I'll ship that out to you just as soon as I possibly can. All right. Well, God bless you. We'll see you guys next week.